Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Demand cash. That's the advice we get from Secretary of Transportation instead of solving the problem. Nick Calio, uh, he's uh, Airlines for American president and CEO, joins us now. Nick, I think your industry is everyone befuddled and angry. What happened? Well, a lot of things happened, Brian. First of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, we've had a confluence of uh, bad weather in the wrong places over two holidays, uh, with a surge in demand that came back faster than we expected, uh, and we have been in the process of trying to hire people, pilots, flight attendants, uh, customer service agents, gate agents, uh, machinists, for some time now. And, you know, I, I guess I would say, too, that not everybody is angry. There's been a lot of press on it, and certainly there have been different difficulties and problems. We've all seen it. It's on the news every night. We're a very high-profile industry. But there are 40,000 flights every day, as many as 5,000 flights in the air at any given time, the vast majority of which go off seamlessly. And that is our goal every single day, to give a customer service that allows people to get to where they want to go, whether it be for business or for pleasure. Right. I mean, the numbers are astounding. So far in 2022, an average of one of every five flights a day arrived behind schedule. A total of more than 20,000 delayed flights, according to FlightAware, and 116,000 flights have been canceled. Me personally, I've never had – I travel a lot. I never had it happen before where they just go, your flight's canceled. And you think there's no reason. Uh, there's not, hey, sorry, we have, we're down a crew member. No, that's just canceled. Why did you make it in the first place? But a lot of people – I've never seen more people – more disillusioned by any one industry. And the question is, if all the money came to the airlines uh, to keep uh, 700,000 people employed, why aren't they running as smooth as they were before the pandemic hit? It's, uh, th- there's no simple answer for that, but I will give you an answer that uh, is true and factually based. Um, the reason, uh, first of all, the money that was provided the airlines, we acted as a non-employment agency for the federal government. We passed it right through to our employees. The money that was given to us covered only about 65% of the cost of keeping those employees on. And you need a little context. If you go back two years, we were bleeding billions and billions of dollars of cash every month. So we were able to keep some people on. But then we had to take self-help measures because we didn't know when flying would come back. We were flying 96% less people than we were prior to the pandemic when it hit. That happened within a month. So either the companies were going to go bankrupt like they did after 9-11, or we had to take drastic measures to to give people – early retirement, voluntary leaves, and all that. You know, if the PSP hadn't happened, you wouldn't be flying this summer, plain and simple. That's what people need to keep their eye so on. So were the airlines losing money before the pandemic? Is that what you said, or I misunderstand you? No, we were, We had 10 years in a row of profitability. Okay. And, we we're, you know, we were making record profits, um, and, you know, things were going great. We had, at the time, the week before the pandemic really hit, uh, there was an investment conference up in New York with a lot of our airlines, and there was a recognition that we had so-called fortress balance sheets designed to withstand an event like 9-11, three and a half times, you know, as bad as 9-11. That all went out the window in three weeks. So a couple of things, uh, just to uh, fact and fiction. 
that the airlines mandated these all the pilots get vaccinated and flight attendants get vaccinated and a lot just bailed out. Is that is that um, true? That, that that's fiction. I, I don't think there's any material number of people who did that. But, but but I know United mandated vaccinations for pilots. Correct. Correct. Did you guys have and incentive? It, okay, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, Brian, um, United did do that. Some others did it as well. Um, and the expectation, there were, there were predictions um, that people would quit their job because they had to get vaccinated. Frankly, they're really good jobs, and the numbers were very small, if any, as okay. it turned out. So what about whatever happened to the flight attendants? I heard you're running out of flight attendants. Um, the flight attendant numbers are in pretty good shape. I think. Um, But we are hiring more. We're bringing people back as quickly as we can. You know, the problem with the airline industry, we're having the same kind of problems that every other industry in this country is having. The bigger problem for an airline is because we are so focused on safety and security, all of our employees have to be trained and certified. And what we've been finding in some cases over the last few months, Brian, is we're bringing people back, we're getting them trained, close to certified, and then they decide they don't want the job. And again, that's like every other industry in the country. Uh, the pandemic has, you know, wrought some very big changes in our employment market. And they decide they don't want the job. So because it, it was just brutal because people are the people's behavior. Is that what flight attendants are feeling for the most part? If you talk to their unions, that they don't like the behavior or the treatment. What is the reason? Because this used to be a coveted position. No one ever seemed to relinquish it once they got it. It still is a coveted position, and we haven't seen any mass migration of flight attendants leaving their jobs. There was a time when, because of the masks and other reasons, where there was a lot of bad behavior on airplanes, and they they are the first responders. They're right in the line, and they do it admirably. They're part of the backbone of the industry, just like our pilots are and all our other employees. So pilots retiring, is that correct? You're short of pilots. Our mainline carriers, A4A members, are not uh, having a pilot supply supply problem. Uh, We have enough pilots. We're uh, hiring furiously. We're training. Many of our members have started their own flight academies. It takes a long time to become a pilot. It's very expensive. Um, That's why we think that pilots in training ought to be like doctors in training or accountants in training, be able to get federal student loans. It costs $200,000. Where there is a problem, quite candidly, is for the regional carriers, the smaller carriers, because that's our main source of hiring. And they, in some cases, have had to pull down flights and stop service to communities because they do not have enough pilots. So I saw, was it uh, Delta that was on strike last week? Um, they, weren't, they weren't striking. They were protesting. Okay. Um, are they underpaid? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, these are good being a pilot is a well-paid job. Uh, does everybody always want more money? Yes. And that's what the protests were about. So uh, I'm talking and right now. negotiations with Nick, going on at a number of airlines. I'm talking now with Nick Calio, the president and CEO of Airlines for America. So, Nick, so the flight attendants, the, the ranks are pretty much okay. You believe the so far the pilots, the numbers are okay, except for some regional airlines. You believe that the airline workers, we're having trouble staffing there. Is that correct? Uh, We're hiring as fast as we can, uh, and we want to go faster. Right. So when these delays start mounting up to the unprecedented, the worst ever, 
what do you what do is the quick answer or the longer answer on why this is happening and when do you think things will go back to normal uh, that's a good question. Um, we've learned one thing throughout the pandemic. You can plan, but you can't forecast. And so we've planned. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for cancellations. There's shared responsibilities across. Um, there are staffing shortages um, in the federal government, just as there are in, in, in our industry. And we're working our way through those as quickly as we can. But there's no easy answer because, again, it gets back to the training and certification issue. It takes time to get people trained and on board. You can't snap your fingers and do it. In terms of air traffic controllers, because of COVID, they had to shut down the, the training academy for two years. That really dried up the pipeline, and they're doing everything they can. The FAA is doing everything it can to get people on board. We're all working collaboratively together to try to figure out ways to hire faster, train faster, and more efficiently, because that's what we need to do. Um, and it's going to take some time. And do you think by the end of the summer... I would hope by the end of the summer, but I can't predict that. You know, we've taken down, our members have t- pulled down a number of flights, about 15% of the flights they had originally planned to fly uh, to make sure that there would be fewer, you know, fewer cancellations and disruptions uh, because of unavailability. The other thing would, uh, I think a lot of people would like to know with all these flight delays and with the flight cancellations, on top of that, you're paying more for jet fuel. So, which means the prices have to go up because you can't lose money with every flight. So, how does that factor into this? Uh, it's it, the price increase in oil is is a big factor, and you know we are going to moderate the prices to the degree that we can. Although the rise in prices uh, is still. Um, We'll put it this way. Demand is still high, which tells you something about the price, and we will have to factor in all of our costs. Our two greatest costs are fuel and labor, and both of those costs are going up. All right. And have any tips for people listening right now from the, from the passenger perspective? How do we yes. know if the flight we're booking has a shot at getting off on time since it seems so random with the cancellations? My greatest recommendation would be the airlines have made vast improvements in the technology available to customers. It's one of our greatest ways of communicating. So if you have, um, take name any airline, if you have their app on your phone, you will get messages saying your flight is at gate so-and-so, it's scheduled to go off on time. You'll get another notice if it's delayed. If it's canceled, it'll allow you to rebook online rather than trying to call a customer service agent. That's the number one thing you can do. Get, get to the airport early get your airlines app and keep checking because the information is all there for you um, and even because other than notifications from the airline itself all you have to do is click on the app look at the different buttons and check your choices and find out what your flight status is where your bags are all those kinds of good things it's um you know for a technologically challenged person like me it's not initially easy uh, but it, if i can do it almost anybody can do it so do you think they know more than the gate agents the the app believe your app over the gate agent believe your app over somebody at the airport that's that's a very good question but i would check i think it's easier than stand queuing in line to ask the gate agent uh what the delay is for uh, i think my hope would be that there's a lot of communication uh from the gate agents or the pilots or the flight attendants to the customers so that they don't have to ask and finally nick uh when it comes to all this uh, on the ultimate passenger uh, advice. 
is it true that you guys are told the people who pay more for ticket, the first class, business class, are treated better, given first options? So if there is money in the cookie jar to get that upper, that first class or business class ticket, and you're worried about cancellations and rescheduling, is it true first and business are prioritized? Um, I can't really answer that. I do know that if you're a frequent flyer um, and a loyal customer for a particular airline, you usually do get priority. So that would help getting rescheduled. Uh, Nick Calio, yeah. uh, and by the way, is the Secretary of Transportation not doing something you want him to do? Is Washington not doing something you've been asking them to do? No, we work very closely at them. It's all about collaboration, coordination. We do it with the FAA. We do it with DOT. We do it with the Transportation Security Administration. It's a daily thing to try to figure out where the demand is going to be and where the numbers are going to be and, how, therefore, moving staffing around, if need be, to cover the demand at any particular time. Air traffic controllers, I heard that there was no training going on during the break, during the two-year pandemic, and, therefore, you're short. I think they are hiring as fast as they can, and there is we need more air traffic controllers. And, you know, that, I, I know you know this, Brian, that training is very extensive. Uh, you do your training, then you have to get on-the-job training, and to get at one of the busier centers, it can take years to do so. How short because, are you? Yeah, do you know? Um, I don't have a number on that. Um, we can certainly use more. Uh, that way, if people um, get sick, or something you can have that you have the staff to cover. Um, Got it. Nick Calio, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ryan. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.